Hello and welcome to another week of the 1620 The Jays podcast. I'm your host, John Bishop, alongside Connor Happer and Josh Peterson. We have another loaded show today. I will have a chance to sit down with Ava Martin, who is coming off of a tremendous performance up in Minneapolis, where the Jays swept their way to a tournament championship, including a win over top 25 ranked Minnesota. Now the Jays get ready to defend their nine straight Big East Conference regular season championships. Ava will join us in just a little bit. Also to join us later in this week's edition, Sterling Knox, one of the newcomers to the Creighton men's basketball team. It was another exciting week of news on the men's basketball front. We'll update you on those happenings coming up also a little bit later on. But first, let's turn things over to Josh Peterson, who, speaking of basketball, on the women's side is with Molly Mogensen. John, thank you so much. We welcome uh, onto the podcast as the women's basketball season, it's crazy to say, is getting closer and closer. It is Molly Mogensen who joins us today. Molly, thanks for taking the time. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, is 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 it feeling like it, it is for me, for you, or you're like, oh my gosh, it's the end of September. It'll be October next week, and, and then the basketball season will be here before you know it. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, some of my teammates, we were just talking how quick this, you know, preseason stuff has been going and we're, we're ready to go. So good, good, good. Uh, how's the off season been for you? It's been good. Yeah. Um, it's been busy. It's been, it's been fun. We're really excited. Every workout that we've been doing has been so competitive. So I'm just really excited to get, get going. You you are a part of a stretch of players that I feel like I keep talking to that are seniors. Um, and, and there's always like the whole, wow, I can't believe that you're a senior. Do, do you feel that way too, that you're entering now into your senior season and it's like, where did the time go? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it feels like we are just freshmen coming in, you know, during COVID still trying to figure everything out and yeah, it's just been a ride so far, but yeah, the past couple of years have flown by. Speaking of COVID, uh, I, I looked it up today just to, to make sure that I understood everything, right? The extra year of eligibility, you do have that. Is it yeah. something that you have thought about at all? Or are you trying to like, hey, I'll worry about that when the season is done? No, once once I heard that we get an extra year, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm for sure taking it. So <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, let, let One more question kind of about being a, a senior leadership is that something that you have thought about as you have now become you thought you you were just a freshman it feels like and now you're a senior is that something that has been on your mind over the last few months yeah for sure um I feel like we all kind of hold each other accountable but at the same time there's you know leadership roles open and um up for grabs you know so I feel like me taking that on personally and just having other teammates around me that are going to help with that leadership role I think it's going to be really fun it's been super fun following your career over the last few years and, and just looking at the numbers again today, you, you've approved uh, basically across the board in each of your three seasons. W- what's the goal for this year? Where, where are you hoping to get better? What, what did you work on in the off season? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously the leadership part um, and just mentally being confident. I think that's kind of the main thing for me this year. Um, but on court stuff, I think just facilitating and making the people around me better, you know, we have a lot of great scores, um, obviously. So I think just getting them going and helping out on the defensive end, just being a better defender this year, I think is where I've really been focusing. So 
What's it like to play in that offense? You mentioned the scores, and I am always blown away uh, where I'll be watching a game and I'll look over at, at Rob Sims, my partner, and it's suddenly like they're on like a 15 to one run over the last like two minutes. It's not even that long sometimes. What's it like to be a part of those, especially those nights where you, where you and your teammates like really just start to take advantage of the back and forth? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I feel like at the beginning of the year, it's always kind of uh, we always have a little struggle getting into the flow of things. But once we get, yeah, midseason and, you know, we've all played together for a long time now. So I think it's going to be really great early on in the season. But, yeah, once we get flowing, once we get going, it's it's just so much fun out there, especially, yeah, all the scores. And once somebody gets going, it's like anyone can have a good night, you know. So it's so fun just supporting each other, whoever's having their good night, you know. Absolutely. You, you have been a part of this program now, as we've said, for a few seasons. Um, the expectations seemingly have him have gotten higher every year as you know the Elite Eight run a few years ago. What has that been like for you as an individual and, and you and your teammates in terms of what happened two years ago, what it meant for the start of last season and the expectations and, and what it feels like going into your senior year? Yeah, for sure. I remember um, just having a lot of conversations my freshman year and just being so excited for the years to come because, you know, I mean, our freshman year is tough, but we all knew that it was just going to be so great in the years to come. Um, yeah. Sophomore year was just an awesome, awesome run. We all had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, just, just knowing how good we can be is I think the most exciting part about it. Um, you know, we're all super competitive. We all come into practice getting ready every day. You know, we, we don't have to worry about people working hard because that's just what we do and how we are. So I think just leaving it up to that is going to be great. What, what do you think the bounce has been like for the new players who have joined you either before last season or now, you know, will be on on this year's squad in terms of like they're joining a program that does maybe hold itself to a higher standard than a couple of years ago. And they want to uphold that without maybe having some of those things to lean on because they, they weren't on the team then. What, what's that been like? Yeah, for sure. Our sophomore class has really improved from uh, last year. You know, Brittany Kennedy. And Kiani, they just really showed up this past summer. And I think it's going to be really fun to see how they have grown once we get into the season, you know. Um, I think they're going to add a lot of versatility. I mean, yeah, there's just they just do little things like Carly Bachelor and Rachel Saunders did, you know, because we lost them. But I think they're really going to fill that part. So we're really excited about them. That's awesome. It, it it feels like women's basketball is having a moment right now. Um, you, you speaking of that elite eight team, obviously the 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 one of the games along the way was against Iowa and Caitlin Clark. The hype that was like seems like when it was just starting for her, and then of course it really reached a peak a year ago. What's it been like for you to be inside this sport? As it seems like it's 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 like a, a house that's expanded, and suddenly there's more rooms and there's more people interested. What have you? Is it something that you have noticed? Yeah, no, it's awesome. I remember like being a little girl and just watching a couple teams on TV, you know, just wanting to be like them. I remember watching like Rachel Bannon. She plays for the Lynx right now. She played at Minnesota and just being like, oh, I want to be like her, you know? So I feel like the biggest thing for me is just, yeah, just expanding it and, you know, having like a little girl being like, oh, I want to be like someone on the Creighton women's basketball team. So I think it's been great. Um, yeah, the media that has been around the buzz that's been around women's basketball the past couple of years is awesome. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I, I grew up uh, and I, I never really thought about representation like I should have a, as a kid. I'm, I'm a white guy. I like football and basketball. It's like, oh, hey, they're like baseball. It's like it, there's all these avenues for me. And I think it really took seeing like the crowd for, you know, like the volleyball, the Creighton Nebraska volleyball game a year ago and then Nebraska and Omaha this year. And like just hearing these stories of these like little girls 
and they're like, finally something for me. And it's like, oh, man, like that just has to be so special for you to be a part of it as it does seem like finally girls now have someone to look up to and not just have to, I don't know, tag along to the boys games or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously going to the guys games and watching men play is great, but just having that opportunity of being like, oh, I can be like her, you know, or they always say if if they if you build it, they'll come, you know. Yep. So I think just being um, an advocate for women's sports is just so great. Well, Molly, uh, we really appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. I cannot wait to get back to the arena and watch some basketball to be here before we know it. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. John, back to you. Practice for women's basketball getting underway here very shortly. And don't forget, the season begins in just about five weeks with an exhibition game against Nebraska Kearney. The regular season opens on November the 6th, the Monday night at North Dakota State. More on the basketball side of things here in just a little bit when we come back on the 1620 The Jays podcast. My conversation with Ava Martin. Back here on the 1620 The Jays podcast, it was a great way for the Creighton volleyball team to end out the non-conference portion of their schedule and get ready for Big East play going up to Minneapolis and sweeping two matches, including beating nationally ranked Minnesota in a five-set thriller. And the MVP of that tournament up in Minneapolis and one of the stars of the Jays joins us this week, Ava Martin, sophomore outside hitter. Ava, it must have been a fun trip up to uh, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. I'm curious, you know, that we saw coming out this season when the schedule came out, you're going to have so many good Big Ten opponents. Iowa State was going to be on the schedule again. Obviously, you guys see Nebraska every year. I'm curious what your mindset was going in. I know that Coach Booth likes to challenge her teams anyway, but did this schedule seem even more challenging than what you've seen in the past before Big East play? Yes, it definitely did. And I think we were so excited, especially with how the way things ended last year, we were really motivated to start strong and do really well in non-con. And I'd say we did pretty well. So I think it was great so far start to the season. Does it does it give you an added sense of confidence, especially early on? You went up to you went to Purdue, you beat Purdue. Um, just getting one of those types of early wins under your belt, it, does it just kind of reinforce everything that this program has been about and how you ended last season? Yeah, 100%. And I think we're working towards like going and getting it and having that like, we're going to win this game attitude instead of like, oh, like they're good. I hope we win. Like this year, it's definitely been like, okay, we are good. We can win this game. We're going to go do it, you know? So it's helped our team with that confidence too to come in and know that we're good and then go out there and do it. You tied a career high with 22 kills in the match against Minnesota. What was working for you against the Gophers? Did you anticipate you could have that type of a match against a team of that caliber? Yeah, I definitely knew it was going to be a close game. And I don't know, my sharp shot is normally one of my go-tos. Um, they were putting up great out-of-system sets, like kudos to all the back row, um, so I could get the hit that shot. Um, but yeah, it kept scoring, so I was hitting it over and over, trying to kind of mix things up. Um, I thought our defense was really, really good that game, too. Um, we make it very challenging for the other hitters um, between our blocking and our back row. I think it's all very phenomenal. But, um, yeah, Kendra, our back row players, put up great out-of-system balls. So, I mean, I owe it all to them. That helped me do everything I did. So, yeah. We hear so much 
in other sports about offense playing off defense and vice versa, but similar to sports like basketball, you play, you play the defense, you play the offense. It's not like you're, you're switching out like a football team. How much does playing good defense feed into playing good offense? Oh, it's huge. I mean, I'll say like defense wins games. Like without that, we wouldn't be able to put the ball away. And so I think it's also like a confidence thing, knowing like, you want to put the ball away for them and they want to get the ball up. So you have the opportunity to put the ball away and they're there covering you. It's like, everyone's always working together to and win the game, you know? And so I think it's really huge, especially this year, our defense is just incredible. And so that's been helping us offensively a ton too. Ava Martin joining us here on the 1620, the Jays podcast. We sometimes hear the phrase sophomore slump, but this has not been a sophomore slump for you. As we mentioned, you're, you've been a now a multi-time Big East player of the week uh, in in a very short time. We're here, we're what, what, six weeks into the schedule, maybe not even that much. How how much more confident do you feel now in this system and at school starting this year than you were, think back to where you were one year ago, where everything is so brand new? Yeah. I mean, last year, it's definitely a lot. Um, I think fighting for that spot all the time, it does mess with your confidence a little bit, um, especially because everyone's great in high school. And then coming to college, it's kind of like an eye opener of like, okay, this is going to be really tough. Like I'm going to really have to compete. And so, I mean, as the season got on, my confidence got better and better. And then start of this year, it's a new year. Everything's different. Um, You kind of go through that again of like, okay, everyone's competing again and you need to find that confidence. And so I think game by game, um, it just helps and gets better. And then, I started playing back row, which is a whole new thing. And then it's like, okay, now I need to have confidence in my back row play as well. You know, like you finally get down one part and it's like, okay, now it's this added part. There's another thing you need to focus on. And so I think if you just take it game by game, um, that's been helping me a ton to just remember that like, I'm a good player. I mean, confidence has been huge for me because when you're confident, then you're going to play well. It's volleyball, such a mental game. And if you're head in your head and you're doubting yourself, um, it's going to be a lot harder for you, especially on serve receive. Um, cause that's very mental. And so I really tried to just come out and work on my confidence. Um, and I think it's getting better and definitely helping me a ton. So Ava talk about, you know, you, you said you, you, you're playing more back row now. What, what went into that decision? And then, just just kind of talk me through your process of 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 adjusting to it and and being being good enough to where it doesn't affect your entire game. Yeah, um, last spring I worked a ton on my passing and my defense because that was the goal. Like in the end, I want to play all six, and I'm going to keep working as hard as I can to do that. Um, and so it was kind of off and on in the beginning. I do it a little, but we have just so many great DSs that I mean, it was kind of up in the air, switching things out. Um, but also, it's really important to have a back row attack, and so I think that's why I was given a chance in the beginning, is because when you have another option in the back row, it's huge. And so um, yeah, it was kind of off and on, and then. And without Nora being another back row option, I think they wanted to kind of switch things up so we would have another back row option if we needed. And so that kind of helped me get into things. And yeah, now I'm just continuing to work on my defense and swinging out of the back row because that's one of the main reasons I'm back there is to be able to hit the ball. So yeah, just keep working on those things. 
You mentioned Nora. The two of you right now are combining for over four kills per set. And, and Creighton's never had a duo average, both average in the same year over four. Do you do you guys kind of challenge each other being being hitters as you are and and trying to up your game? Uh, you know, I I do something this week. You could do you one up me next week. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely fun having people like that to compete with even destiny. I mean, yeah. and Ava T like we have so many good outsides. And so we're always all competing with each other. Um, but Nora, I mean, after my freshman year, I just learned so much from her and it was kind of fun. Cause we'd both go back and work on similar things. Like high hands was something we were both really working on. And so it's fun to learn those things together too. And then also, I mean, in the spring, we were the only two outsides. And so we were always competing on opposite sides of the court. And it made it so fun because it challenges you to want to do better when you have someone even better on the other side. You know, it pushes you. So it makes you a better player overall, too. Overall, as a team, I know you brought in some new faces uh, this year. We talked with uh, with Ellie last week here on the uh, on the pod, brand new, coming over from Rice. Just talk about that process of welcoming in new teammates. You were one of those last year, but now, you know, bringing in a new group. And I know you had the experience over in Europe to to really kind of bond a little bit closer. How important was it to get everybody together and feel welcome from the very beginning, not just on the volleyball court, but as a group, as a team? Yeah, I think Europe was like huge for us. That helped a ton. Um, but I think coming in as a freshman, not knowing anything, it's so hard. And so something the upperclassmen especially would always talk about is like, we want to be really welcoming this year and just treat everyone like they're equal, like no seniority, like everyone, we're all just best friends and we're all working together. And it's not like some hierarchy type thing where like the seniors are in charge because then the freshmen don't feel as included. And so I think we've really been trying to work on just kind of evening the playing field. Everyone's equal. And I think it's made our team so much closer. We're all best friends. I mean, the culture has never been this amazing. I love every single one of them. And what we have is really special this year. Well, here we go again. Another chance for another Big East championship. It begins this weekend. You've got the road trip, Xavier and Butler in back-to-back matches. Those two schools happen to play each other tomorrow night. Is there an advantage to seeing your next two opponents on the same court together as you prepare for each of them? Oh, yeah. It helps a ton. I mean, all of our games when we travel and we can't have the opportunity, we'll always go and watch. Um, we were able to do that with Minnesota and High Point. They played the night before us. And so you kind of get to see the tempo of things in person, um, the serves, like all these different things. So, I mean, it's a huge advantage. It helps a ton. When you when you individually like to prepare, obviously, you know, coaches will have cut ups for you. There will be certain things that you'll look for. Do you like to prepare that way or do you also like to watch an entire match and just get a bigger scope of what is happening from start to finish? Yeah, I like to watch film um, specifically like the team we're playing. I'll look at the outside on the other side of the court. And so I'll watch what they were doing, what worked well. You can kind of see where they play you. So like their defense against that outside. And I mean, it's not always the same, but um, yeah, you can find things that work. Um, it's kind of hard to see the serves on film, but there's things like that that you can do. Um, and just tendencies, like there's a whole bunch of things you can figure out, especially like the right sides I'm going up against too. You can watch that for blocking purposes. Um, it helps a ton and I really enjoy doing it. I feel very prepared when I 
watch before going into a game. This is the start of another campaign to win a 10th straight Big East championship. Do you feel added pressure knowing that you've had all these other great players that have come before you and they've kept this string going? Do you feel like, I mean, this is what we expect of us, even if maybe the coaches didn't pick you guys to repeat, but is this something you guys expect of you that we have to do this? Finishing second is not an option. Oh, 100%. I mean, there's a ton of pressure, but we've been really intentional with everything we do this year. And so, like, we have our intentional Tuesdays. And today we have our list of goals and we talk about how we're going to get there. And Big East, all of this, like, that is our main goal. Obviously, NCAA qualifying for that, too, because that's not always a guarantee. Right. Um, so we talk about these goals every single week because we need to respect everyone. Can't take everyone for granted. Like we have a huge target on our backs. And so I think coming out and just taking care of business every single time and playing our game is so important because every team is going to give us their best. Like I said, we have that huge target on our back. And so I think it's very important to play our game and come out very strong. Obviously, you like to be the champion. So having the target on your back is welcome. But if you could take that part of it out, do you like playing the we're being ch- we're the, we're the challenger role or do you like the we're the defender role? You know what I'm saying? You're, where, yeah. you know, everyone's coming after you versus you going after them because there's advantages to both. Yeah, I think being the challenger is more difficult because like you have everything to lose, whereas being like the underdog, you have nothing to lose. And so in some situations, it can be fine. Like um, you just go get it. You leave everything on the court like you technically weren't supposed to win. So give it your all, you know? So that's why I think it's harder for us because in some of these situations, you have to be really mentally tough and come out and just play your game and not play down to some of those levels. And um, I think it's really good for us mentally to be in this position because you learn a lot from it and we grow a ton from it. As we mentioned, you're going on the road um, and there's a tradition. If you guys can, sweep the weekend and win both there's ice cream at the end of the tunnel do you have a favorite ice cream Ooh, there's this place comb flower that has to be my favorite that's the second cream. person that's mentioned that i think i can't remember who said it last year but it's c- oh cone flower yeah it is so good it's here in omaha and it is phenomenal it is my favorite ice cream it's so good who who makes the choice? I mean, if you guys win, who makes the choice on where you go? Because obviously you're at the mercy of whatever town you're in. Yeah, I don't know. I always just assumed it was Booth. But a lot of times I think it's just what's most convenient because we normally like have a flight to catch or like we're leaving, yeah. soon, you know, so it's like, OK, where's the quickest place that we can just grab some ice cream real quick? So, yeah. Uh, I know Rob Anderson, our SID, has mentioned it. Others have mentioned it. You guys should really have an NIL for uh, for ice cream because, A, you have a lot of it. Not that you have a lot of it to the point where it weighs you down, but you win a lot on the road, so you have a lot of it. You'd be natural spokespeople. Give me your best pitch for ice cream. Go. We'll, we'll practice here. Here's, here it is. Your best pitch for cone flour. Go. Okay. Well, first of all, I think that if we keep winning and we keep getting doing better, then everyone's going to be seeing this. And if we really put ourselves out there like, oh, when we win, we get ice cream, then ice cream will be in the picture a lot. And so comb flour will be in the picture a lot. (laughs) Then everyone will just see comb flour everywhere and associate that with a win. So then people are going to want comb flour because they see it comes, good things come. 
Yeah. Coneflower equals winning. Winning equals creating volleyball. Go. It's all yep. it's a math equation. It all yep. comes together. Well, <laughs> yeah. Ava, I hope you and your teammates are having more ice cream after a, a sweep of this weekend of both Xavier and Butler and best wishes to defending that Big East championship. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Volleyball begins play in the Big East Conference later on Friday afternoon, 5 o'clock start time at Butler to take on the Bulldogs. And then it's a trip to Cincinnati and Xavier for a mid-afternoon start. That match will begin at 4 p.m. And then the Jays will return home for their regular season opener in Big East play at DJ Sokol Arena as they will host St. John's on Saturday, September the 29th. And now, switching gears to men's basketball, let's turn things over to Connor Happer. All right, welcome back. More of the 1620 The Jays podcast this week. And we chat now with a new Blue Jay, a freshman basketball, men's basketball player, Sterling Knox, who joins us now. Uh, Sterling, thanks for doing this, man. How are you? Doing great, man. Just, uh, yeah, just having a good day. <laughs> awesome. So so let's go back and and – you had maybe a, a slower recruitment and then it burned hot at the end. Take me through the process of, of how Creighton became an option for you and then ultimately making that decision. Well, so senior year, obviously, uh, I went to prep school at Red Rock Academy and uh, had didn't have that many offers at the time, but uh, stayed in the gym, stayed locked in, and uh, – Ended up playing a great team, Arizona Compass Prep, and uh, ended up having a breakout game. Also, uh, my teammates helped me with that as well. And uh, ever since that, Creighton been eyeing on me and just stick with it. Had a great season. And then they ended up calling me up there and then had my visit. And then I felt when I was on my visit that Creighton was home. And that was pretty much it. When you visited Omaha for the first time, what'd you think? Uh, it wasn't really what I was expected at first, but when I when I was going through the visit, felt great. Uh, loved it there as well. So, what stood out to you, uh, uh, sort of about the program as you were becoming familiar with it, and then you realized, okay, this is this is a real option. This could end up happening. Really, the coaches at first uh, loved their energy. And uh, hanging out with the players, knew a couple of players at the time, and uh, really just the worth ethic, like ethic. It just felt like, like just the community. Just everyone's working hard. Really, got a lot of group of guys that just want to make it. So now, since you've been here, you're 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 getting comfortable, and now you're going into your started school. Um, what's has there been an adjustment at all? Like how have how have you felt sort of since arriving? Whether it's with your teammates or or school, has there been an adjustment period that you've had to sort of go through with that? Really just having a daily schedule, just like just having school and then having just a lot of like different meetings around there and then just having practice, just uh, really about sleep. Sleep's been like a really bad problem with me right now. <laughs> and uh, also just like the speed of the game and just the physicality as well. So do you like having the schedule? I mean, like it, you you go to college for the first time, you're like, man, I, I have all this freedom, but then you realize, oh wait, I'm a I'm a high major basketball player. There's it's 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 pretty serious. We got to do we got to do everything every you know when everybody tells us to. No, I, I love the schedule. It just makes me feel like that I'm just doing something consistently. 
honestly. And this makes me want to work harder. And I just got to learn from that. So what, what, from a basketball perspective, how, how do you sort of take to the idea that, you know, you, you have a, a bunch of really established players in front of you. I want to ask about Trey in a second, but like a bunch of established guys in front of you. How do you sort of take to the idea that, you know, this, this is a, a process, you know, Creighton's had a great track record and Max had a great track record of developing players like you before. Like, how do you sort of mm-hmm. take to the, that idea and realize that it's, it's sort of a day by day thing and it might not happen right away. Uh, just knowing that I got to learn, like just being willing to learn, learn and just having a high worth ethic at all times and just uh, really just looking over myself, seeing what I got to work on. And also like just watching film on the people in front of me as well. So what, okay. So what's the biggest couple things that you've, it, it doesn't have to be a specific thing, but just learning from the guys around you every day. What, what are a few of the biggest things that you've sort of picked up so far from, from the guys that have been here for a few years? Uh, pick and roll. Pick and roll has been uh, moving well off the ball. And that's really what I really got to start working on right now. Uh, um, defense as well. Staying in the gap. Uh, usually it's, it's a new defense for me. Usually I force baseline and, and stuff like that. But like Craig, we got to force middle and stuff like that. So just got to learn from that as well. Uh, let's go back to the Bahamas trip. Um, first of all, just the, the, the off the court stuff, how fun was it to be able to get to, you know, go with your guys to, to the Bahamas for a few days? It was great. Just, uh, experiencing, getting to know each other more, uh, just, I don't know, just, just having a fun time really, honestly. And then the basketball part, like how big of a deal was that? Cause I, I know you guys got to play a whole bunch of different lineups and, you know, do a whole bunch of different things. Like from the development side, I, I would imagine that's a, that was a pretty big moment to be able to get those extra practices and, and extra games during the summer. Um, well, Ooh, ah, dang, that's a hard question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, what, you know, from you get to play against quality competition in, in, in the Bahamas and you get to get on the floor a little bit, like, you know, you, you know, I, I guess, what did you take away from the basketball part of the Bahamas experience? Um, speed and just having to like know the plays off a of dime and just like, uh, really, really just figuring out like your spots and like where you got to get your shots from and stuff like that. And just always being in the right spot. That's mainly. Um. So how has been, how's the experience been going up against, you know, we, we talked about some of the established guys that are on the roster already. Uh, I, I imagine with, with your size, you get to go up against a guy like Trey pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. what's that experience been like? And, and, you know, what have you sort of picked up from him individually during this time now? Well, honestly, it's been, it's been hard. It's been rough, but uh, I love it because I love trying to work hard and just trying to be able to stay in front of him and just learn a lot from his game. And really it's just been like the defensive side for me. And also, like, just watching him, like, get to his spots and, like, seeing, like, what's, what spots are open and what's not. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I remember uh, Fred King talking about this a little bit last year when, you know, the, the first couple practices and the first couple of weeks for him going up against Ryan Kalkbrenner were, you know, it's a sort of an eye-opening experience. But then by the end of the year, he was, you know, he was a completely different guy for sort of having gone through that experience. Like you, that, that's sort of the thing that you're probably keeping in mind right now. Hey, it's mm-hmm. tough right now, 
But then yeah. in a couple of months, I'm going to be a better person for having gone through this. Thanks. Yep. I would imagine that'd be the case. Um, so you, you have a, you have a, a, a prep school teammate with you. Um, Shane Thomas, who who came along with you from Red Rock Academy. That's, that's gotta be nice. So you're, you're walking into a completely new environment. Um, what's it like having Shane with you? Uh, feels great. Just having someone that I've known for such a long time since like sixth grade playing with him. And it's just crazy to realize that we both made it to this level and that I get to be with someone that I'm comfortable with. And I've known him for so long. Sterling, what are you, what are you looking forward to the most just about the season or, or maybe about that first game? Is there anything that, that strikes you right away? Really just experiencing like the atmosphere and like people around me and just having like the experience, like, yeah, yeah, like the crowd, stuff like that. And just having to like play at that type of stage, like a high stage and just the Big East and in general. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, Sterling Knox with us. Uh, Sterling, we wish you good luck this year, man. And uh, can't wait to see you guys out there. Appreciate you for having me. That is Sterling Knox, new Blue Jay from Red Rocks Academy out in Vegas. Joins the Jays this year as a freshman. And like I said, he's got some guys in front of him. But, man, that could be really good for development. So appreciate Sterling joining the uh, podcast this week. That'll do it for me. I'm Connor Happer on this week's 1620 The Jays podcast. We will send it back now to John Bishop. John? Men's basketball got some exciting news on Thursday afternoon as they learned of the commitment of 6'4 shooting guard Larry Johnson from Southern California. The four-star is a near-consensus top 100 recruit. And when you add his name to the others who have already committed in the 2024 class, point guard Ty Davis and stretch forward Jackson McAndrew. The Jays currently sitting in 24-7's rankings at number 12 for the class of 2024. To put things into perspective, the class of Arthur Kaluma, Trey Alexander, Ryan Nemhard, Mason Miller, that class was ninth in the country. So another good haul for the Creighton Blue Jays as they get ready to bring in yet another talented crop of freshmen. Well, let's take a look at where the Jays will be performing this week and this weekend and next in the world of Creighton athletics. Coming up later today on Friday, women's tennis is at the Drake Invitational. Meanwhile, the softball team continues their fall ball season. They'll be taking on York here in Omaha. The women's volleyball team again in action both tonight, 5 o'clock against Butler, and then on Saturday the 23rd at Xavier. The rowing team will host the blue and white scrimmage. That will be on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Men's soccer is at DePaul Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock while the women's soccer team stays in Omaha. They will take on Georgetown 1 o'clock kickoff over at Morrison Stadium. That match will be on Sunday, Sunday for Creighton women's soccer. Also, the softball team will be in action in fall ball against Midland at 1 o'clock. That, again, is on Sunday. Women's golf is at the Johnny Imes Invitational. That will be Monday. And women's soccer will stay at home September the 28th. They will host Marquette. Should mention that on Thursday, the Creighton Athletic Department announced the four most recent inductees into the Hall of Fame. Marissa Murphy from the Creighton women's basketball team who starred with the Jays from 2012 to 2016. 
Fabian Herbers, men's soccer player from the mid-2010s. Christina Lunsford, who played women's softball for the Jays back in the mid-90s. And Dave Schrag, both a former star with the Jays baseball team and an assistant coach. All of them are the most recent inductees into the Creighton Hall of Fame. The banquet will be coming up later this fall. For more details, check out GoCreighton.com. And congratulations to Marissa, Fabian, Christina, and Dave for their induction into the 2023 class of the Creighton Athletics Hall of Fame. That will do it for this week's edition of the 1620 The Jays podcast. want to thank Josh Peterson and Connor Happer for their contributions this week. The 1620 The Jays podcast is a co-presentation of NRG Media Omaha and Creighton University Athletics. Until next week, I'm John Bishop. Have a great week, everyone. Everyone.